Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome back to Where Faith Grows. Today's episode is actually the first in a special series I will be releasing once a month. It's called Family Style. Family Style is all about exploring aspects of our faith together. Once a month, I'm sitting down with members of my family, and we're going to explore the harder and less spoken about topics in faith. On this show, we plan to keep it real. We'll be exposing our vulnerabilities, broken places, and shortcomings as we talk about and dive deep into the areas of our faith where we know we can all grow. We firmly believe that when we talk about faith in a real and honest way, we invite people to dive deeper into their own faith. The veil of Christian perfection has no place here. We're sitting down at our table and talking about it all family style. A few things you should know about the show. We pick our topics ahead of time and share the general questions we plan to ask with each other, but we never discuss the topic before we go on the air, and we never talk about our answers to the questions we pose ahead of time either. So you're getting our real personal opinions that we're sharing with each other for the first time. (laughs) Today on the show is my mom, Jennifer Walden, and my little sister, Lexi Walden. And today, we're going to dive into the topic of fear. So without further ado, let's jump in. It's it's kind of an interesting time to be doing this podcast um, because we are on kind of international lockdown. It's the quarantine, and um, I almost feel guilty because even though we're in the middle of the quarantine, I get to be with these two amazing girls of mine (laughs) because we live next door to each other. And um, so while a lot of people are separated, even from family right now, I get to be with my daughters and I can't tell you what a blessing that has been for me. So um, we're here doing some time together and we've been spending a lot of time talking to one another, encouraging one another. And today we wanted to focus on a specific topic um, that we've all been able to relate to and thought was (laughs) quite, quite relevant right now. Um, Laura, you want to introduce our topic? Sure. So today we picked a fun topic, something that everyone (laughs) loves to do. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) We're talking about fear. Um, Mm -hmm. I think just in the context of everything that's going on, Everyone is experiencing different levels of fear, and I think for a lot of different reasons. So uh, we thought it'd be a good thing to talk about because we're kind of in three different phases of life. So we kind of run the full spectrum, I think, of experience right now. And so we thought it'd be a good first family style. What's more familial than fear? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Really brings us together. (laughs) So we had mom. Mom was our... um, I almost said you were our inspiration. <laughs> Mom was not our inspiration for this topic, but she, um, this was her idea to, for us to talk about fear. So she 
um, pick some questions for us. And we actually didn't talk about them at all ahead of time. So Mm -hmm. we know what the questions are, but we haven't touched on these topics together at all yet. So I think it'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. We'll see where it goes. Who knows? We maybe we'll think the same and maybe we won't. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) I think I think one of the things that I have found and I don't know for you two if it's been the same in your friend groups in your community. But one thing that's been awesome is the transparency of my friends to Mm. talk about the anxiety and fear that they're feeling right now. And I've had the opportunity to talk to neighbors, friends. And and every time people have been very real, I'm I'm just feeling anxious mm-hmm. and I don't even know why. Yeah. Um, and so what about you guys? Um, I think I've seen a lot of, yes, fear um, and concern in my friend group. It's been a lot related to the future. And mm. like, I have a lot of friends who are about to graduate and, um, because you're in grad school yes, right now. Yes. You're in graduate school. Um, so I have a lot of friends who are getting ready to graduate either in May or in August, and they don't know what that's going to look like myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what the job market's going to do. If people are still going to be hiring, I have friends who are looking for jobs in schools. Um, and of course that looks very different right now. So a lot of fear and anxiety because this is already a season of, unknowns and then you add this into the mix and it's <laughs> more even unknown. more so yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what about you Laura it's been interesting for me because I think I'm like reflecting now on what Lexi said but amongst my friends who have told me that they're feeling fear first of all same interestingly a lot of them have said the same thing that you're saying your friends are saying which is that feeling of I'm having a lot of anxiety and fear and I don't even know why mm-hmm. I think that's super common but Amongst my friends, it's been interesting because um, we're kind of at that age where we're just getting established mm-hmm. in career and family. Having it's, new babies. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of my friends have very yeah. young babies. And it's just so anxiety related to that. But also um, just like the fear and anxiety that comes with having like your routine totally disrupted. And that has been especially for a lot of my friends who are just getting established in their career. It's like I don't even know who I am without this part of my life that now is gone. Yeah. And so that has been a really common, uh, thing. It's just like that, that thing that there are a lot of their identity, frankly, is in is now gone. And I think a lot of that comes from not having any sort of closure. Like a lot Mm. of things were just cut off. And I know for my friends, that's how it is, is they didn't get the closure of, um, you know, whatever those last things are that you want to do in school, saying mm-hmm. goodbye to people, even because we went on spring break and we and just didn't go. come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know, we said bye, see you in a week. And now it's, uh, there are people I may not see again, period. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they're moving different places. And I think that's true for a lot of people is you didn't get any sort of closure and that brings a lot of fear. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I, I think for me, um, it's been like back to something you said, Laura, it's been the strangest thing for me because I was a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. I'm home all the time. This hasn't changed my routine. And yet I still have this really weird feeling like, how do I stop and just rest? It's, yeah. <clears throat> or even like, should I, should I be should, doing that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, because you, you know, we, 
we have a lot of people in the country right now and around the world on the front lines. And of course, mm-hmm. they don't get to stop. But for the rest of us, it's kind of like we're on a national, international timeout. Yeah. Yes. And I, I and, in, and it's weird because I'm like, I, I don't know how to stop. And it doesn't even feel comfortable to stop. But yet I feel like it's almost like, but I'm supposed to. Yeah. And how do I do it? Well, and like... This is something you and I have been talking about lately. I'm kind of taking us away from our question, so I'm really sorry sure, for bringing sure. this up. <laughs> but right. this, you just were making me think about this. Lately, we've talked about how, especially as Christian women, we want to do, do, do. And like, how can I help? What should I be doing? What's on my checklist? And like, that's really drilled into us. And this is one of the first times in my life when it's like, there's a huge crisis, but our normal response as Christians is how can we get out there with our hands and help? And right now we're literally being told, you know, stay home and stop. And it's like, that is so jarring in a way mm. toward, for what we've been ingrained to do. And right. so like, this is challenging all that checklist behavior of, mm. I have to fix it. I have to get out there and do, I need to be, you know, creating a group of women who are going to pray about this together. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, no, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> so I think that that is... That has been hard for a lot of people. And I think we we take the busy and that's part of how we deal with stress, mm-hmm. running, going, doing. And now we're like, nope, can't do that. Yes. I literally just had a conversation with a close friend of mine who I will leave her anonymous in case she doesn't want this aired. <laughs> but we were just having a talk and both of us are that way. We like want to do, we want to go, go, go. And honestly, that's how we combat normal anxiety in our life is we mm-hmm. just shove it down and get busy. And both of us right now are feeling more anxiety than normal. And I think it's because we don't have the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think we're so much in a season of waiting right now. We're mm-hmm. waiting to hear when we can go back outside and do normal things. And it's like you're saying, you don't have anything really to distract you from those thoughts anymore. Like you can't yeah. just, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go and do. And a lot of times when we worry about something or we're afraid of something, then our immediate response is, okay, I've got to do something to take my mind off of it. Well, right now we are stuck sitting and waiting. Yeah. So there's just not a lot to take our minds off of it. So then how do we <laughs> deal with that? Mm-hmm. And we all get to be anxious together, alone with our thoughts together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that sort of paints for everybody where we have all been in this journey and kind of, and, and, you know, it's been real for us. I mean, Lexi, your whole future was kind of put in the balance. Are you even going to get to graduate? Mm-hmm. When? And you still don't have all the answers. Yeah. Um, for me, our our major source of income has been put in a very shaky position um, to the point that it's like, wow, you know, what are we going to do? I, so just, I'm going to leave that there, but that's scary. And then Laura, I hope it's okay for me to say this for you, but you guys are in the same position. I mean, for our major source of income has been put in a very vulnerable position now, and we don't know what next week even holds. And it's totally out of our control, which is a whole another piece of this that I'm sure we're going to get to is just the aspect of control and all this. But I work part time and take care of Henry, the other part. Uh, well, I take care of Henry full time, but, yeah. but I was your part- baby, not your husband. <laughs> yes, just for anybody that doesn't know. 
<laughs> but um, my husband makes the vast majority of our income. And obviously, you know, he's a quotations engineer. So there's not a lot of quotes coming in right now. Not a lot of people are doing big engineering jobs right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I want that to be made known because we're not just sitting here and our pretty little life, whatever. We, we have a really pretty life, but <laughs> we have a wonderful life, but this is affecting us just like it is everyone. And, yeah. um, so it's, we're certainly not hiding out in our vacation home with our martinis. That's for sure. No, <laughs> we wish we were, but we're that not. Would, that would be nice. <laughs> so, okay. So we're taught, we wanted to talk about fear. And so, uh, one of the first things we were asking ourselves is really what is fear? And I think that's a good question right now because kind of collectively as humanity, we are feeling mm-hmm. fear. So how do we define it? Who has a thought? I feel like Lexi does because she's the our she's our oh, ca- resident counselor. <laughs> she's our counselor, and she has a, she's a wordsmith. You just have yeah. a way with words, Lexi. You do. So, what is what do you think is a good oh, definition gosh. for fear? Uh, well, now I really wish I'd spent more time defining this because I don't know that I have a great definition. Um, but I think I can speak to my own experience and mm-hmm. what fear has looked like in my life. Um, I know. I think best in examples and you know instead of like maybe a strict definition I just think of kind of what it's looked like um and for me fear has been the overwhelming feeling of not knowing where to go not knowing what to do um and then that can lead to a lot of inaction so just Ah. sitting Hmm. um and being so caught up in, I don't have the answer to this. I don't know what's going to happen. I, or I'm playing out every single worst case scenario in my head. (laughs) Hello, anxiety. Um, Yes. (laughs) That's a whole other topic, but just playing out all these worst case scenarios. And then I just can't do anything and I'm Mm -hmm. just stuck. Right. It's a big feeling of being stuck. Yeah. Hmm. I, I did look up the actual definition. I was going to say, I see something see, here. The teacher in me <laughs> brought forth the definition from Merriam-Webster. And it's uh, it has a couple of meanings. But one is like this unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that it's going to cause us pain or cause us threat. Um, so that's, I think, the, the definition most of us work off of. Yeah. You know, and I agree. I mean, I think that is what a lot of people are experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I was kind of thinking about this for myself, I kind of did what Lexi did. I was thinking about personal experience, but then I was kind of trying to broaden it. And I realized I kept coming back to that, how you talk about the monster in the closet. Mm. And all I kept thinking about was Mm. it's never scary when you finally open the closet. Yeah. And so fear is really a perception of the unknown. Mm -hmm. So that's what I kept going back to is it's how we all individually perceive something that we either, either we have experienced it and we keep replaying it or we haven't experienced it. And so it's just that monster in the closet that we, we've not opened the door. We don't know what's on the other side. I love that. It 
That reminds me of the song. Henry's song. Yes. Lexi's living with us right now. Quick backstory. And so she gets to see Henry's YouTube video that he watches all the time quite frequently, which has a song about (laughs) monsters in the closet. (laughs) But I I do think that is kind of relevant, though, because it says, you know, there are no monsters in our house. It's just me and my family. And it's like, you know, you have that fear that there's something Mm. else there. But it's like, no, it's just us. Yeah. Mm. That is the lyric of the song. (laughs) I love it. A lesson from Chipper Children for yeah. adults we should be mm-hmm. listening to. There are no monsters in the closet. Nothing <laughs> like putting the fear of monsters in an eight-month-old baby to help him be entertained. <laughs> okay. So, well, okay. So here's where I think we we run into a challenge. So we, we read that definition of fear. Mm-hmm. We're all agreeing that we are fearful right now sure. and that... In fact, in a weird way to me, it's like, okay, if you're not afraid right now, are you even really human? I mean, that's not... Or are you just totally, like, blocking Yeah, you're just out. in la-la land. I don't know who you are. If you, if you aren't feeling some anxiety and fear right now, I just... Whatever. But I think it's also important to note that it might look very different and, like, right. not like you think it's going to. Because mm-hmm. I know for a lot of the people in my life that I've kept in contact with in this time it's frustration. It comes out in frustration. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, Mm -hmm. I wanted this. Like, I don't get Mm -hmm. this. I don't like where I am right now. I'm frustrated at this and this. And that's really fear. Yeah. I think that, I think the thing I want to kind of point out there is I think everyone is afraid. Mm -hmm. And I think that's human and it's a collective feeling we're having and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the question I have for us is as Christians, is it okay for us to have fear right now? And I I, I think that's my question for us today. And I think that fear is a natural human response. And in in a weird way, it's a good response. Yeah. Well, it's like you said something about this the other day. Mm -hmm. So you should re-say it because it was good about fear, parts of fear being good. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) wow. That took me a second to get on board. I got you. Um, Yeah. So, something that my dad, our dad, Laura, always talked about with us is that fear is not a bad thing all Mm -hmm. the time. Like, I would get nervous before a speech that I had to give in class. And I'd be afraid that I was going to do poorly and I'd get, like, all worked up about it. And something that my dad would say is it's okay to be afraid. That means you want to do well. Mm-hmm. Like just because you're afraid, that doesn't mean you're somehow less than or somehow not doing things right. In fact, a lot of times it can mean you want the best. And I think in this season, that's something to think about too. Like what is our fear doing for us? Like, is there something behind it of like, okay, I don't know what's coming next because I want it to look this way or mm. what is that? I think in this instance, it's interesting that thinking about fear is because you want to do well. And I think in this case, fear is because we care about people. Mm-hmm. We care about what's happening to people and not just the people we know personally. I think, I mean, that's probably the most extreme feeling of fear we have is about the people we love around us. But the fact that we are, even if you don't know anybody who's personally been affected yet, which I would think most people do at this point. But even if you didn't for some reason, having that feeling of fear should tell you something positive. And it's that you care about God's people, you know, mm-hmm. as a whole, not just mm-hmm. the people you know. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Um, 
I was thinking about what the Bible says about fear, and I kind of want to skip to that. That wasn't the thing we were going to— No, that's actually what I was going to say we should go to next. Yeah, what is the—and this is—so this is where maybe the conflict comes in for a lot of us. It's hard to understand, but I feel like this season has actually given me some clarity on this matter. Me too. Yeah, I— Yeah, there's the obvious verses that I think that we should quickly mention, but then there's a few other ones that I thought of that I was like, wow, I don't know that I've... Yeah. So, yeah, do you want to run us through? I saw you had some written down, but... Well, no, I mean, I I think the thing is it... That really stuck out to me. It's like, I'm about to call you out for a second because I love how you're like, well, no. Let me, just everyone who can't see the video, she has flipped through three pages of verses so far. No, I really don't have anything written down. <laughs> just three pages. Uh, well, okay. So I think that just what the Bible continually says about don't fear, mm-hmm. do not fear. And, um, but, I, I used to think, or I think a lot of people that I've spoken to even in the last few weeks, that almost feels like an, an, an admonishment. Like, yeah, it's like an indictment of your behavior. Right. And you're, it's sinful and it's wrong and don't fear. But I, I'm not looking at it that way anymore. And Lexi, you're actually, something you told me about anxiety mm-hmm. um, a, a few months back actually helped me now. It's like, no, this is a comfort to us. Right. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I love you. I'm for you. Yeah. It's a promise. It's not a threat. Mm, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, and I think just the sheer amount of times the Bible says something like, do not be afraid. I think we take that and then we feel guilty for feeling afraid, but God knows us better than anybody. And the amount of times that those kinds of statements are throughout the Bible should tell us that he understands this is a common problem. Mm. Not that... Oh, I love that. It's like, he's going to continue to encourage us over and over and over again, and he never grows weary of doing that. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to keep saying that, not because he's getting onto us, but because he knows we need the continual reminder. Yeah. And I... So I'm going to bring in a little bit of counseling here. Um, so one of the counseling theories that I use a lot when I'm doing counseling, I'm an intern, but I do get to practice some. And um, one of the theories talks about how our thoughts influence our actions Um And you have these automatic thoughts and it's just so ingrained in your mind that you don't really choose to have those thoughts. It just like comes into your head. And I think that can be how fear is sometimes is it just Mm -hmm. automatically pops in our head and it's like, okay, but what we do is, okay, you have that thought, then what do you do with it? And Mm -hmm. how can you work to replace it with something? Because it doesn't do you any good to just be like, oh, I have this thought okay, let me kind of will it away. Mm-hmm. Like we work to then replace the thought and then that changes your actions and response to it. So I think when it comes to fear, that might be our automatic response to something. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to train yourself to not have that automatic response. Right. I think it's it's the fight or flight syndrome. Mm-hmm. Will we fight or will we flee? And will we isolate? And will we run into a cave? Um, you know, fear makes us want to become very self-focused, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that th- that's a negative side of fear, but there's a fear that is a good fear. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's good fear and what's bad fear? Mm-hmm. That's a question. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think that 
I'm going to kind of flip your question a little bit. Okay. (laughs) I almost don't think there is good fear or bad fear. I think Mm. that there are good and bad, um, kind of what Lexi's saying. I think there's good and bad responses. Mm. Like there's fear that free, there's fear that causes us to sit and retreat inward, like you're saying, but that same fear can be turned into power. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. That's all. (laughs) I definitely agree with that. I think it's what you do with it. I was thinking about it in this way um, earlier today. I was thinking there's a fear in our minds that can become a monster. And it's always the unknown. And we're living in the unknown and we allow that to consume us. But there's another fear in our hearts that can create respect and reverence Mm -hmm. for God that's the kind of fear I feel like he wants us to have yeah. is the fear of not doing it his way. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a it's not a negative thing. It's a great thing. It's like I'm afraid of doing it another way because I know he's always got me. I know yeah. his ways are always the best. <clears throat> you know, um, I'm like the queen of analogies, so I have one. <laughs> so this is I think fear is something that quickly snowballs out of control if we don't like grapple it and harness it quickly. Mm. So it, it's like, I have a side yard of my house that is, um, filled with plants that I didn't plant because they're still alive. So, (laughs) (laughs) but it gets weeds like crazy. That side Mm -hmm. of the house does. Well, I came home from work one day and I pulled my, where I parked my cars right next to that set of that row of plants. And I pulled up and there was, um, the yellow flowers are dandelions. dandelions. Okay. Yes. There were some dandelions there. And I was like, oh, I love dandelions. Like, I just think they're so pretty. I know they're a weed, but they're pretty. Yes. So I was like, those are pretty. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to let them for just like a couple of days so I can just enjoy them. Well, that turned into like two weeks and it was insane going through and trying to pull the mm-hmm. weeds at that point. Cause it was like, they had rooted down under my driveway. They were like all through the planter bed. It was just, it was a ridiculous amount, but that's the way with fear. It's, it's, it's okay if you want to harness it at first to do something good. But if you let it barrel out of control, it becomes hard to root out. I love that. And it's, it, it's a problem. Like I could make a flower crown with my dandelions and they would be beautiful. <laughs> but instead I let them take over. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Did you have any other verses you wanted to share? Or a verse? Did we share any verses? Or did we, we just? Did. Oh, yeah, I just, I was thinking, I my, everyone, there is no fear and love, but oh, this one was a big one. I feel like we need to talk about is First John 14. You know, there is no fear and mm. love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. Okay, so that's sort of like... It's like a lot to tease apart. It really is. It's mm. almost... Too much. I think, like, the perfect love casts out fear. Well, like, I think that has a lot to do with kind of what I'm saying about harnessing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking about this in real time. <laughs> so it's like. <gasps> I think, okay, so also, that's, it's not this verse, but God is love. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the embodiment of love, so to speak. And there's no fear in God either. And I think you can kind of replace it in this verse. Like there's no fear in love. There's no fear in God. And if we are in 
Christ and we are living our lives dedicated to serving a God who is love, then there's no reason to have fear. Today's podcast is supported by Care.com. Care.com was founded with a conviction that human-centered technology and innovation can address real-world social challenges by enabling access to more efficient and affordable family care and by facilitating quality jobs for the care workforce. By doing so, Care.com is creating a care infrastructure that allows parents the freedom to integrate work and life, women to pursue more rewarding careers, care workers to achieve financial inclusion and stability, and employers to retain better talent and drive productivity. You can use care.com not only to find childcare, but you can also find senior care, special needs care, pet care, housekeeping, and tutors. You can narrow your candidates based on factors such as pay rates, location, family makeup, and needs. In addition, their safety center provides guidance and resources, including access to background checks and a hiring guide and interview tips to help families make informed hiring decisions. Families also turn to Care.com HomePay to manage the responsibilities of payroll and taxes associated with being a household employer. Head to the show notes and use my link to get 20% off your premium membership with Care.com today. This is not really truly a verse about fear, but I think it is. Okay, so I'm going to read it and then I'll explain why I picked it. I pulled Romans 8, 38 to 39, which says, For I am convinced mm-hmm. that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. So there, did you pull that one too? Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Well, the reason why I pulled it is because I was thinking about this concept of, I think a lot of Christians who feel fear feel guilty about it. Yes. And I don't think we can punish ourselves for feeling afraid. I don't think that's what the writers were talking about. I think it's at the end of the day, what are you convinced of? Mm -hmm. And that's where this verse comes into play. And I think like that's that whole letting fear get out of control thing. If I can put my head down at night and I'm still convinced that nothing will separate us from the love of God, then Mm -hmm. that's it. You know, that's what we can accomplish today. <laughs> yeah. And and sometimes that's enough. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be. It, yeah. It, you know? And you're going to yes. have those days where you don't even get to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because sun's going to come up and you have another day. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we yesterday was not a day that I lived without fear. I <laughs> did not fall asleep till almost 1 a.m. because my thoughts were just going and I couldn't stop them. That doesn't mean God is looking at me saying, well that's, that's not good. Like, I'm really ashamed. No, he looks at it and he says, man, I want better for you. And I think that's what we can take away from it is God has something better as opposed to like Mm. looking at us and wagging his finger, so to speak, and saying like, gosh, I can't believe they don't get it. It's no, we just believe that, or he just sees like, I have something better. I have love. I have these things for you. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, God doesn't want to see us be shackled by something that He already has in His hand. Like, He has total power and control over this. So, you're right. It's more, I think, that He doesn't want to see us totally chained by that. Yeah. I I think that leads to another thing is we make it so complicated sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I have to be honest, I haven't read this book, but (laughs) Joyce Myers wrote a book, Do It Afraid. Mm. Oh, yeah. I felt like... That just resonates with me so much right now because 
what does it look like to do it afraid right now? What's the next? We talk a lot about what's the next step. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. right now it may be as simple as like I'm getting out of bed and I'm going to smile, you know, and I'm going to take a walk and I'm going to, you know, encourage my kids and I'm going to spend time with people I love. It doesn't have to look earth shattering right now. It's not at all simple. Like I got a shower today, you know, for real. (laughs) I think of this quote and I'm going to butcher it and I couldn't even tell you where it's from, but I love this quote. Um, but the quote that says courage is not the absence of fear, Mm -hmm. but rather the knowledge that something is greater than fear. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so much like what we're talking about is it's not about not having fear. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing, okay, there's something bigger than that. And for us, that's God. Like Mm -hmm. he is bigger than the fear that we have. Mm -hmm. And just because we have that little bit of fear, that doesn't mean we can't still be courageous. Right. And what does it look like to be courageous? It may be very simple right now. It doesn't yeah. have to look massive and big. It yes. can't in some ways, you know? It's like um, there was a cartoon that was out when Lexi and I were young, which looking back on it, it really wasn't that great. But anyway, it's called <laughs> Courage the Cowardly oh. Dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Have, do you remember that yeah. one? So, I did not like that show. Well, I honestly <laughs> remember almost nothing about the show. But now just even thinking about the title, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like mm-hmm. his name was Courage. Mm-hmm. But he was a cowardly dog. Yeah. It's like... I think sometimes it is small steps and this might be kind of a big segue. So if you want to derail me, you can, but that that just has me thinking about, I think fear can shackle us into not having action, Mm -hmm. but I think Christians are really good at this. I've said this before. (laughs) We're really good at guilt. Mm -hmm. And I think we can very easily during this season, just replace fear with guilt. Yeah. Over how the fear is making us feel because we didn't tackle it well enough that day. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think going along with that, you know, we're talking about, okay, what do you do with that fear? What does courage look like right now? Yeah. And I don't think it looks like guilt. I think it can be, I had a semi-productive day today. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that for me is like, <laughs> like you yeah. painted a picture. <laughs> okay. No, but without the routine that you usually have, What does productivity look like for me right now? It means like, I'm going to keep myself busy and like trying to be more active and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're just sitting around, that's when those thoughts can come in. So I think finding ways to celebrate your little moments of like, okay, I did this and I got outside safely and took a walk or just was intentional with the time that I had. See, yeah, I think that's big for us right now. You know, I, I have to share a quick story. I'm so telling on myself with this, but <laughs> oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> when when everything first started happening, and I started hearing toilet paper shortage, you know, and I'm like, goodness <laughs> knows, I don't want to run out of toilet paper, you know. <laughs> so I, I I need to go to the grocery store regardless, and I go, and sure enough, it's gone. There's like two packages on this entire shelf. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm going to get myself some toilet paper. So I grabbed one and I thought, no, I'm going to leave that other one. But then I was like, oh, 
what else, you know? Um, well, there's those toilet wipe things, you know, <laughs> you know, you can go get those. And yes. I'm thinking, oh, napkins. And, you know, I actually had some conversations with women in the napkin section about how we could use this. Oh my word. <laughs> Not kidding. And then we go and I'm, I'm looking like, okay, baby wipes. And, you know, I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but like my cart, had a lot of things that could be used as that wiping could materials. Be used <laughs> oh my for gosh. taking care of business. <laughs> so I I just keep rolling around the grocery store and finally I'm like, Jennifer, this is so ridiculous. This is like this is not acceptable. You can do better than this. Mm-hmm. And I did the walk of shame, <laughs> returning stuff back. And I just thought, Lord, you know. It's so funny that we are talking about this in yes. this season, but I was like, I have to trust that when I need it, it will be there. And it is not okay to, in fear, take this from other people. So yeah. I put it back. Um, not to, not to so pat I myself on the back. back. <laughs> but it was just, that was a victory for me. I'm like, okay, I refuse yeah. to be afraid. I'm I'm going to trust that my basic needs will get met. And I think yes. one of the best ways to trust. And sometimes I have to convince myself that I'm trusting because I'm just not really sure. And so I think for us, we can, well, I'll speak for myself. I shouldn't say for us, but for me, I've really tried to spend time being thankful for like Mm. what is right. That's something mom that you talk about a lot, um, with that we've had a lot of conversations about is, okay, what is right in the world and what is right in my life? What can I look at and be like, okay, God is providing for me right now. Like Mm -hmm. I have a place to live right now. Um, and I have somewhat of an income despite my job on campus being displaced. So like, looking at those things and saying, okay, I'm taken care of in this way. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for this. So then that thing that I'm afraid of doesn't seem as big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And like, I'm going back to the guilt thing. So I don't know why what you just said made me think about this, but this is a conversation I've had with quite a few of my friends. This is slightly switching gears. Sorry. Um, They feel guilty that like praying isn't helping. Or that like, and then they feel bad because they're like, I have all this fear, I have all this anxiety. And you know what? Praying just isn't cutting it. (laughs) And I think Mm -hmm. that honestly, this kind of goes with the last question you had us reflect on, which was, do we think that fear is sinful? Mm -hmm. And I think those feelings of guilt when prayer just isn't cutting it, if we're feeling afraid, make us feel like it is, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I want to know y'all's thoughts on that actually, before I go on. I can relate it to personal experience a little bit. Um, So I have struggled with anxiety a lot in my life. Um, And I remember there was a period of time where I prayed and prayed. And I was like, God, I just want you to take this away. Like, take it away. And it just didn't seem like it helped. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had those feelings too. Like, am I not doing anything? Like, am I not doing something right? Am I like missing something here? Um, why isn't this just going away? Um, but it came down to like, okay, I'm just, we're just going to take one step a day. And it was little steps. And I think relating it back to fear, I see, you know, you can see fear as like this big giant beast of like, 
I don't know what to do about this. And praying doesn't seem to be helping. And now I feel guilty about it. And that's making me more stressed. And then it's kind of this cycle of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like we talked about going to bed at the end of the day and saying like, okay, I am going to bed and I don't have fear right now. And it's like being okay with those little victories. Hmm. I know prayer has always been a very helpful thing in my life and always been something that centered me and focused me. But there have been a few times where uh, when I went through cancer and I literally was so sick and I remember I can't even pray. And I remember one of the special memories I have of that time is just admitting to people in my life, I literally can't even pray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And them literally surrounding me. I was in bed, sick as can be, and they surrounded me um, and prayed for me and and literally lifted my hands for me, which for me was like very powerful and very just this moment of that was so precious. <sighs> but in this season, it's weird because we can't totally do that for each. There are so right. many people out there alone. Yeah, they feel alone and... They might not be able to pray. <laughs> and on top of that, yeah, there isn't anybody that can come and lift up their arms mm -hmm. for them, you know, and surround them. And this is where I just, for me, I wish I had just the right answer for people out there right now, but I just, God is big enough. He's so big. And I think about that song right now that's um, the blessing that is from Elevation Worship and Carrie Joe yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cody Carnes. I love it. But I think that song just repeats over again. He is for you. He is for you. Like he need, yeah. he's so much bigger than your prayer. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's actually where I wanted to go with this. I'm so, yeah. so I'm really glad you said it because I think like we let ourselves feel so guilty about not being able to pray. And like my example in life is when my son was in the NICU, like, I don't think I prayed like that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I still sometimes look at that and feel bad about it, but then I'm like, you know, I just, sometimes you just don't have the energy. You just mm -hmm. don't. And you know, there's just too much going on. And that's why that's one of the other reasons why I pulled that Romans verse, because mm -hmm. yeah. it just like hit me in a whole new way. I'm like going to get emotional thinking about it, but just like nothing separates us from his love and love is not an emotion to him. It is an action to him. Yeah. So like, if you think for one second that because you can't pray right now, cause you're afraid that's going to make him rescind his love. No. That's just not, that's not how it works. And I think also thinking of his love as an action, like yeah. he will continue to pour out that love regardless of like, you praying about your fear. <laughs> well, it's so funny because as you said that, this came to mind for the first time. I think about you have baby Henry. <laughs> I have still two younger children. Right. And if they were in a point of crisis and they, I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do to, right. to support and love those mm -hmm. kids. You don't look at a kid and say, well, you better ask me. And did you ask me the right way? And, you know, <laughs> yes. no, we would never do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not a prescription. <laughs> the, the, writing. Like, you have to do it. These are the steps that you take. And I think, oh, that's what can frustrate me sometimes about um, Christianity and, like, what we present is, mm -hmm. like, oh, you need to do the checklist. And it's like, no, he wants the relationship. Like, it's not about, it's like, where's your heart? Yeah. And like kind of a humorous example, 
is, <laughs> so Henry's eight months old. And just in the past couple of days, the weirdest thing helps him go to sleep. And it's if I'm holding him, he has to yank on my hair. <laughs> it is like, obviously not fun for me. But like, it makes me think about this because it's like, that's that's what he needs right now for some <laughs> weird reason. And it's like, he could literally be doing something detrimental to me and I will allow him to do it <laughs> because it's what he needs right now. And so it's like, but I think that's just the same way with God. It's yeah. like, you know, I don't think, I mean, this this gets into like this whole theological thing. So I'm not going to try and dive too deep into it. But like, I'm just going to re-say the statement. Henry could literally do something detrimental to me. Yeah. And it would not change anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, where do we land? Yeah. Where do we land? We're landing in his arms. I'm falling into his arms and he's big enough for my fear and he's big enough for what I can't see and what yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I just keep going back to that verse over and over again because, you know, for Romans, Romans is a letter. Yes. Okay, yep. good. <laughs> yes. Letter to the Romans. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, I was like, I, I knew that, and but then I was like, you know, when you have to say it in front of people, you yep. really make sure you're right. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Especially in this time of anxiety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> um, so Romans is a letter, and words were precious back then. You know, like, it took a lot of effort to write to to write to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was some, it's not like they just had the resources that we do now to communicate with each other. So it's telling to me that the writer of Romans gave so many examples of things that don't separate us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. Like that took yeah. a lot of effort to make like that mm-hmm. huge list of death, life, angels, demons, present, future, powers, height, depth, anything else in creation. And I mean, so I think it just, to me, that is what I'm like clinging to right now. It's like, it doesn't really matter what the demon is. Nothing separates us. It doesn't matter what the action that you did is. Nothing separates us. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they wanted to make that clear. Mm-hmm. That 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 was really important to say. Yeah. I, I thought of one more example, like to support kind of what I feel like we're thinking. I think about when Jesus went to the cross. Mm-hmm. He was fearful. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he was fearful. And I think about his mother watching this happen to him. God was not judging them and saying, why are you afraid? Sure. Don't be afraid. <laughs> you know, are you kidding me? They had fear. Yeah. The people who loved Jesus, they were afraid at that moment. God did not, that was not the point. Right. The point was, what would be their next step? What would they, I don't know, y'all might have some insight. No, I, I, I think it's what we're saying. It's the important thing was, at the end of the day, were they still convinced? And did they still keep going? And the mm-hmm. answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It, there was no admonishment over fear in that moment. And it's like the people who saw Jesus when he rose from the dead, mm-hmm. they were terrified. <laughs> yeah. And who would blame them? Right? <laughs> but it's like, you know, uh, I don't remember every account of that story, but I don't, I, what I don't remember is berating over them being afraid. No. What I remember is encouragement of it's I'm who I say I am. Yeah. And don't be afraid. It's yeah. just me. But it wasn't like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. <laughs> it was like, it's just me, you guys. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Look, look at this. Isn't this awesome? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting that when we see the Bible talking about 
don't be afraid, it's immediately followed up with because this or but do this. Mm -hmm. It's that even they focus on the action that follows Mm -hmm. or the lasting impression of that fear, not the fact that you have the fear. And I think it goes back to the first verse that we started with. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. That's what God does is he casts that Mm. fear out. It's not saying, oh, you have to be this perfect love. It's like, no, we have a perfect love available Mm -hmm. to us. And that's what casts out the fear. And then it says, because fear involves punishment. He's not trying to punish us. Like that's not the intention with our putting any sort of fear in us. Like it's not a, oh, don't fear. And if you do, then I'm going to punish you. It's like, no, I have, there's love. And that, in that there shouldn't, there doesn't need to be any fear because it's not about doing right or wrong or whatever. And it's, I don't know, I'm probably going to butcher this because I'm just thinking of this for the first time. So I will try to like say this well, (laughs) but (laughs) it's like, if we, I think just in Christianity a lot, we take the things that we do wrong and we want people to reflect on it. Or we want, we want to like, like the whole, you know, reminding ourselves that we're sinners that kind of thing. I think that that can get out of hand really fast. And I think it gets out of hand in the same way with fear. If we start feeling guilty about fear and we start feeling bad about fear, I think that that's equally frustrating to God because we're Mm. still sitting in that emotion. And instead he's saying like, it's, it's not, it's, I don't even think that it's necessarily that God hates fear. I don't even think he hates our guilt. I think he just wants us to move past it. Mm-hmm. He, he just says, like what you're saying, he says, there's actually just something better out here that I've already given you. Mm-hmm. So why would you sit here and feel shackled by this? And then, so I'm going on to that to basically say, I think also when we want to reflect so much on these negative feelings and the things that we feel like are sin and tease through them and study them, it's, that's, that's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's literally the same thing. That's all. Yeah. That that's I totally see what you're saying, and I think that is it's it's not helpful to him. Yeah, it right. doesn't. That's do a him better way to say it. Yes. Any good? Yeah, it's. You go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's like the verse that talks about being a new creation in Christ. Like mm-hmm. the old has gone; it is dead. And so, why do we spend our time like, oh, but I've done this, and I think. You know, a lot of people look at that verse and think of it as like this moment in time of like, oh, this is when I gave my life to Christ. And now like old has gone and new has come. And that's true. But I also think we can look at that daily and say like, today I am a new creation. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have to feel bad about yesterday because like that's gone and done. And and I I think it's even more than every day I'm a new creation. It's like every moment you are a new creation. Like you can choose a new moment at any time. Yeah. There's never an excuse to just sit in whatever is going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say that with a little bit of a caveat because I think sometimes we need to give ourselves like time to process emotions, but, but you have the opportunity, we should say to be a new creation at any moment. And like you started out, Mm-hmm. By saying, you know, if you're not feeling fear in this time, are you really human? Sure. Because uh, it is such a natural response and something I'll bring back in counseling just a little bit is, <laughs> you 
you know, we can't just shove everything to the side and put it in this box and say like, oh, I'm just going to suppress this because I use the analogy with the kids that I work with. It's like shaking up a soda bottle and then trying to open it all at once. Like it's going to explode. So you have to like open it a little bit at a time and let it out a little bit at a time. And I think when it comes to feeling emotions, it's the same thing where like, you've got to allow yourself to feel that. Like, yeah. it's okay to feel emotions. We are human. That's honestly a gift that we've been given is to have these emotions mm-hmm. and not just go through the motions. I, I, I think one, we really need to probably wind it up. Yeah, we do. I was about to say that I to was, us. <laughs> I was going to say one more thing. I just thinking back to very practical steps. Yeah. I think as Christians, we don't allow ourselves to just at a moment like this, when we are fearful to just take everything he's given us and say, okay, what calms my heart? What calms me? And that be okay. Cause we do, we think it needs to be like, okay, if it's not like this whole thing of my, you know, I'm praying, forgive all my sins. And we're just focused on all the, you know, that, oh, I don't know. I don't even know how to articulate all that feeling, but you're right. Because it doesn't, what calms us right now doesn't have to be, oh, I sit and I pray and I read my Bible and things. It's not bad if you say like, hey, I spent two hours painting a picture the other day and that (laughs) calmed me. Like, that's good. Right. I think, and and I know this is, I know we don't look at it this way always in Christianity, but to me, that's faith. Yeah. When I say, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to organize stuff in my house. For me one day, I felt like, my head is going to explode and I'm so stressed and I don't know why. And I just filmed a yoga video and <laughs> it did wonders. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can breathe. Thank you, Lord. Like to me, that was, those are acts and steps of faith. And we talked yeah. about, you know, we can't physically connect with people right now, but I think it helps so much to have people you can talk to and have mm-hmm. people that you can connect with. Oh, related back. I was thinking about this Bible story, um, as you guys were talking about how Moses, when the Israelites were fighting the Amicalites and he held his arms up, but he couldn't help hold them up. And mm-hmm. that's how they were winning as his hands were up, but he had people who came alongside him and held his arms up for him. Yeah. And so like, how can we find that connection yeah. now? And it's, I mean, it's a phone call. It's a mm-hmm. video chat. It's anything like that where you can just connect with someone and say like, Hey, I'm struggling. And sometimes that helps just to like get it out. Yeah. But also just talking, talking about, about fun things too. Yeah. And I think while, while we're talking about practical steps, I think a few that have been critical for me anyway is what I've been talking about is not to let guilt take root in our life. And also I like to think about the motivation behind why I'm doing what I'm doing because I think that it's easy to want to do, to control things. Mm. And I've had to just, I think we all are having to let that go right now. And so I think it's easy to over-spiritualize our response to fear because that's how we can control it. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyways, my whole point is, like you said, I think painting pictures, like connecting with people via FaceTime, doing yoga, you know, it that takes faith because mm-hmm. you're, what you're saying when you are letting it go and just doing something that calms you is you're saying, God is in control of this and I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that takes tremendous faith and it's, an, it's something we could all do today is just find something that makes you happy and just do it because 
that is your faith saying, God is in control of this, so I don't have to be. Mm-hmm. And I and I wow. even think just saying that to yourself, like just even like say that statement to yourself, God is in control, I don't have to be. Yeah. And I think wow. that that's powerful. And allowing yourself to be happy. Like, I think we want to worry and we want to like, there's because we care about other people and that's a natural response, but like, it's okay to just rest. Mm-hmm. And like, it's okay to enjoy some things about this time. Mm-hmm. Like I find myself that guilt feeling guilty. If I'm like, Oh, I really actually enjoyed my day. And it's like, Oh, but like, think about these people or I'm not doing this thing or whatever. So letting yourself enjoy things too. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I am very thankful for you to beyond words. Very thankful we've had this very unexpected season together. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think that's okay too. Yeah. Is I think people feel guilty about feeling thankful for some time to rest, but you know, like every season comes with gifts mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Yeah. And and I just, you know, we're getting to rest. And but I'll be very honest, I think that once this is over, if we're open, there will be a lot of work. Because there are going to be a lot of people to help pick up. And a lot of people are shaken by this and their faith. And even if they weren't a person of faith, I think that's sort of being shaken right now. And, um, okay, so what does the other side of this look like? And I have a feeling we could be very busy. So, yeah, Yeah, I think, you know, we've been talking about lifting each other's hands. I think we should all use this time to rest our arms because we will have other people's arms to lift up when this mm-hmm. is over. <laughs> I love That's you too. That's a great too. note to end on. I love it. I love it. I love you too. We love everybody out there and we are with you and for you. And I know God is and he's got us. And yes. we're just going to keep reminding ourselves of that. And even if you can't be with your family right now, you can still do family style with us. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here for the first episode of Family Style. I actually had the idea for this series with my mom when we were discussing faith together at her kitchen table. Isn't this exactly where faith is deepened? Just when we're open and honest and vulnerable with the people we love and the people who love us the most? When we feel like we can be real and explore these more challenging concepts, I think we find that faith grows and flourishes in our openness. That's what we've found time and time again as we sit around her table and we chat about life and faith and God and His love for us. And so, Family Style was born. Our heart is that you will leave every month encouraged and challenged. Our hope is that you will leave a little lighter and a little freer to share your own vulnerabilities too. Because when we do this with each other, we invite people to experience God's love and the faith He holds out to us more fully and more deeply. I loved it when Lexi said that having fear shouldn't make us feel guilty because God is punishing us, but He does have better out there for us than to be consumed constantly by fear. What a freeing thought. Today, I'm making a little extra effort to stop feeling guilty for having fear, but instead to feel encouraged that God offers me something better every day, and it's free for the taking. We can't wait to join you again for Family Style next month. Until then, be strong and courageous, ladies.
And remember, you always have a seat at our table. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov, editing done by Aaron Trimble, and show notes completed by me. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.